0: Carolina.
1: Gentlemen, start your (laughs) engine.
0: Impact's pre owned presents. Starts your engines. Find your next car, truck, or SUV at Impact's Pre-Owned on Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs and Impact's Here's your racing team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Author and veteran motor sports journalist, Deb Williams. Local action from winning car builder and owner, Alan Hill. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. And now, here's your host for Start Your Engines racing historian and author Harry allen wood
2: and good morning and welcome to start your engines on a clear beautiful saturday morning about 48 49 degrees and i look like i'm uh, it looks like i'm staring out at an old uh, portrait of what this crew used to look like we got everybody here today good morning ronnie good morning it's Does it
3: not feel like a crisp fall morning out there?
2: I didn't smell any footballs in the air. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, There's there's a lot of stuff in the air, though, (laughs) and it's covering my car and making it look uh, a different color. Good morning, Greg. How are you? I'm just glad to be
4: here. Uh, Glad to have you. uh, Like I say, I know we had a little bit of problem with equipment. I didn't quite understand it. We don't need to understand it. We just need them to fix it. Anyway. Y'all, uh, y'all got it fixed, and I understand it got held up on delivery. I'm I'm having a good day. It's Bill France. As they always say racing weather. Hold oh. up. But, but it is here. I don't know what it is in Austin, but
2: I'm just tickled to be here, and uh, we got. We I just lost everything. Hold it. Hold it, Greg. Hold it. You Are you hearing me? Alan, you hearing me? I'm not hearing a thing. I mean, it went right out while Greg was talking.
3: Well, you say that, I think I'm hearing you, not through the headphones, but...
2: Yeah, I'm not hearing anything through the headphones. Alan? Nope. I, I heard you good. Oh, did you? Yeah, you're coming in loud and clear, I don't... talking. Can you hear me? Yeah, the needles are jumping, but I'm not hearing anything. Maybe it's these screwy headphones of mine. I don't know. Let me try this. No? Well, I'm not sure we're on the air. Uh, it looks like you are, and... But the needles are moving. I'm not hearing anything. Let me see. That didn't do anything. I don't know. I don't know what to say. Mike
1: Hill says he hears us pretty good.
2: All right. Well, we'll keep going because I'm not hearing anything through my headphones. All right. Well, we'll continue on anyway. Good morning, Alan. How are you? Good morning, Perry. Doing good. I don't Got know. A lot but, of local racing been going on here lately. So, well, uh,
1: we get into that a little bit later on in the show, and uh, a lot of good racing going on at Atlanta last week
2: yeah i'm telling you what last sunday morning if you're a race fan and didn't enjoy that whole day's worth of racing, and you're not really a race fan the grand prix was great the formula one race and then the uh indy car race was less than a uh tenth of a second between the leaders uh, between the first and second place finishers and the stock car race finished like that one at talladega a few years with people crossing the line sideways and backwards and it was a it was an exciting day of racing. And, uh, I'm just, uh, looking forward to it every week now, cause it seems to be getting better and better. And we have, uh, shuffle things around a little bit. We're going to put Deb on from now on at ten twenty instead of ten forty, And, uh, and Greg's got us an excellent guest this morning. Who'd you get us, Greg? Well, we're lucky enough and everything to get
4: Darrell Walter. And, uh, he's ready and ready to go. And, uh, I think he's, he'll he'll be very interesting. He always is very knowledgeable. He never had to run around this racetrack, but he's seen it a bunch and heard people did. But uh, uh, yeah,
2: well, Darryl, we we Darryl, don't necessarily have to have somebody that's run a racetrack. I mean, we often do it that way. But Daryl, you know, one of the main things I wanted to get from him was his perspe- her his perspective on this new car. Yeah, because uh, it's nothing like he's ever driven, and I don't know if he's had an opportunity to drive one of these, but. Uh, I just want to see what his uh, what his feelings are about it.
4: I, I do, too. Uh, and, and I'm not sure he's, a lot of it's what he's going to say is uh, stuff that we already know some of the problems they're having. But uh, from what they say, Kev Lasky had a whole lot of problems. He did. And uh, they sort of kind of hit him, like, not a little bit hard, but, like, a whole lot hard. I, I don't know. Somebody said something about a bump or something, and they drilled out a pop, rivet. Really. But then again, I heard they had something break on the suspension, and they had done something
2: to it. So. You know who's uh, probably going to know the answer to that? Uh-uh. Deb. Deb will. That's She'll right. probably be all over that because uh, I've got some news right here, and that was going to be part of it. But we can go ahead and talk about it right now because it was, from what I understand, it was uh, an approved part. So, in other words, it was a, a – you couldn't – I guess the, the thinking is you you can't alter something that's already been approved. And uh, that's what they did. I just printed it out this morning, and it's here someplace. But it was a huge fine they levied against uh, the crew chief and, and the, the team. I mean, really could alter whether they make the playoffs or not. It was so uh, – so big and i've got it right here finally and it says that uh it was uh brad kowzlowski's uh roush fenway keselowski racing team that's rfk and uh the penalty pertains to a modification of a single source supplied part and uh section blah 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 modified uh okay i just said that The post-race inspection was completed and the penalty was um, Chief, Crew Chief Matt McCall was fined $100,000 and suspended for the next four races. And um, they were assessed a penalty of 100 owner points and 100 driver points and 10 playoff points. And that may be uh, I mean that may be more than you can overcome i don 't know I, I they've got a long time to try to overcome it, but you know sometimes those penalties uh are pretty harsh and do affect how the rest of the season goes for you
4: well
1: Perry, I got a question. Is this post race? Is this after the race or before the race?
2: after the race?
1: okay, well, how did the park get on if you got to inspect the car, what did they do? Do it in the garage area in front of all the Competitors that are pitted right beside you, or what? Well, I mean, let's uh, why wait till after the race? Then go up there and say, or you know, I know they inspect the cars before the
2: race. I, I or, mean, it's hard to believe they didn't see it.
1: Yes, and I mean, you just don't walk through the garage area with a great old piece that you know is going to be illegal and put it on this race car in front of all your competitors and say, "Well, here we are, boys." Not unless you, can, you know. But I mean, that's uh, post race, after the race. Was, uh,
2: did did it help him any? I don't even know where he finished. Probably not. Uh, I don't think it did. But, I don't think you know, it I, did either. Uh, it well, hurt I, him. It ended up hurting him. No, I can tell you that. Um, what I heard,
4: and and Deb will probably clear this up. But there was another competitor.
2: He finished twelfth, by the way.
4: Uh, from what I, and this might not be correct. But something about another competitor. It says something about the bumper didn't look right. Well. That's when NASCAR really got to looking. And uh, the more they looked, then they found some stuff that it would have been a, a safety issue. So uh, I felt like NASCAR done the right thing. But uh, a fellow competitor, of course, we've always had that. If they outrun you, uh, if you find him with an illegal part or something, that puts you ahead of him. But uh, I'm not quite sure if that was the deal. But, man, I tell you what, they're watching these cars. Well, I just got a text in and said they took the car back to the
1: R&D center and took it apart where they found the part.
2: Well, it must have been something not readily accessible at the right, track. Not readily
1: accessible, not, not readily to
2: look at. Hmm. So so, I, uh, d-
1: but, I mean, that's, uh, that's in that
2: gray area, as I've always said. Sounds like it's pretty black and white, the NASCAR. Because well, uh, <laughs> they hammered and,
1: uh, them. Racing, you know, it's always been like this. Yeah. We've always... Uh, i mean you give me something i'm gonna to try to make it faster yeah
2: I, I can't wait to sit here what it actually was if deb knows um some other big news that came out this week that i found fascinating for the first time since um well i have to look back here and see when they did it last but nascar's going to le mans in 2023 with a stock car this has not happened since uh well, that's what I'm looking for. I thought it had the, the year, but it had to be around 1979 or so because, uh, 79, it was before they downsized the car. So it wouldn't have been 70. It could have been around 79 or 80 because they downsized them in 81, but three car or two cars went over there. Hershel McGriff t- took two, uh, Dodge Chargers and Junie Levy, friend of yours, Greg took, uh, took one for Dick Brooks right here from spartanburg and it's i got to thinking about that and it never had dawned on me spartanburg's never had a driver to run into indianapolis 500 but we have had one at le mans and uh from what i understood hearing dick brooks talk about it a few times of course we lost him years ago he passed away but he said it was a trip going down that mozzan straightaway which is about seven or eight miles long and uh just letting that thing rip and the, the french people love the way those cars sounded
4: yeah, they really did, and uh, we had to build an engine in that car. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah. We, well, we had to build it t- considering it was going to run 24 hours. So we had a manifold we normally wouldn't run, and we we considered some things. But when they went around, you know, the, 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 the floats and the carburetors was right, this was right, that was right. But he comes by on a warm-up lap, and he stands on it, and all the French people and everybody, were, you know, right up against the fence close right. to hard to get he comes thundering down there the first time he's running right at 200 with him pops bellowing out on that v8 he said when he come back around them people backed up about 40 feet <laughs> <laughs> they were still enjoying it but that was a little loud for their taste on that first lap but uh yeah it, it, i think that's cool to run the stock cars around Le Mans. that's a that's another one of them places that's They'll, they'll be talking about 100 years from
2: now well i'll tell you what now this uh chad Kanaus is going to be uh, from hendrick motorsports is going to oversee the project and it was announced last week at the uh the Le- ballroom at sebring raceway at the sebring raceway hotel and uh jim france was there and rick hendrick was there and chad Kanaus was there i haven't heard him name a driver yet but um uh, you know I, I bet you i know somebody that could probably tell us something about this whether he would or not i don't know it'd be mike hill cuz you know they have a lot to do with the developing that general that um, next gen car and uh i know i'm i'm excited about it i i trying to figure who they'd get to drive it i assume it would be one of the the drivers they already have i don't and i would i would think chase Elliott might be the the uh the best road course driver. I don't know. But anyway, um, I sure hope we're coming out over the air because I'm not here. We are. I'm not hearing anything through the headphones. And, uh, I turn up the monitor over here and it's not doing anything. And I don't see any buttons that look any, any different than the, oh, and it started out working. I'm hoping that when we go to this connect, connect, go to this next commercial break that it will, uh, maybe something will straighten it out. I don't know. It's kind of, disconcerting to uh not to only hear myself through my head not through my my headphones so uh, anyway one last thing to touch on here after uh and we'll get deb to talk about both of these items here in a few minutes about the the penalty and the uh the grand prix Which? or the the well, uh, before
3: you go any further why don't you tell the folks the change with deb
2: starting this week i did Oh, did you? Yeah. I missed it. You don't have your headphones working. You didn't hear me. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to start putting her on at 1020 instead of 1040 because, um, and why we didn't think about this the second show, I don't know, or even before the first show. But Deb, you know, has a lot of great information, and we have to cram her up against a a hard break, and she's going to get cut off at 11 o'clock no matter what. So I figured it dawned on me yesterday sitting out in the sunshine petting my dogs that uh put her on at ten twenty, and if she runs over a little bit it won't matter and uh let alan go in her time slot at ten forty, and if he needs more time he'll have it further on in the show but we'll, we'll try to maintain 20 minutes for both of them but uh what is it okay that's greg's cell phone going off over there so i can't uh i thought that was some sort of warning but anyway yeah um we flip flop that. I think it's going to work out a lot better. And I've got a surprise after Deb talks about what she's come up with the new point standings for our our weekly uh, pick them trying to pick a winner. She's going to uh, spread that. Oh, and this was her idea. I thought it was too complicated, but she said she'll handle it. But uh, she's going to take uh, she's going to award points for the first three positions, and she's already figured out the the season so far. So. Um, we're going to uh, talk to Deb about that and about these penalties and about what she's seen in the last two weeks uh, that she hasn't been on the show. So let's just go ahead and take the first break and come back and uh, see if these headphones start working. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg.
0: Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Big selection. All great. Better deals. Come and get it at Impex Pre-Owned on Asheville Highway. No payment for 45 or even the first 90 days at Impex Pre-Owned. Come check out the best selection of pre-owned vehicles and test drive your next ride today. Ask about our first-time buyer's program. Hurry on over to Inpex Pre-Owned. 8989 Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs. We can get you driving no matter what.
5: Steve and Jerry here from the world famous Beacon Drive In in Spartanburg. Jerry, the Beacon opened back in 1946. How many years have we been serving great food at great prices? Hey
6: Plante,
5: seventy years. How many folks are we still serving every week?
6: Hey Plante. Well,
5: like you always say, I like my job, but I love my customers. But can you say something other than Hey Plante? All right. Join Steve and Jerry at the world famous Beacon Drive In, John White Boulevard in Spartanburg, where the food is still always good
7: since 1946. The Attorneys at Carolina Law Group are your local injury attorneys. They will always fight for you and aren't scared of the big insurance companies. The best part about Carolina Law Group is that they are local, located here in Spartanburg. And when you call Carolina Law Group, you will always speak with an attorney like Nahar Patel, who has recently voted as best injury attorney in the upstate, or attorneys Matthew Whitehead and Mitchell Bird, who are finalists for best trial attorney. The Carolina Law Group is aggressive and loyal and will fight for you. Call today, 864-757-5555, or visit thecarolinalawgroup.com.
9: Located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals,
10: banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services. In house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right, Image Printing now offers direct to garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t shirt whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864 583 8848.
0: is trackside and ready to go what's going on at this week's big race now let's go live to
2: deb good morning deb how are you doing oh good morning no not too bad Uh, i know you said you're a little under the weather and i tell you with all the all the stuff flying around in the air uh it's i'm not surprised we're actually got your opening to play this morning that was a step in the right direction
11: yeah, and we actually got the line phone lines back up so we could talk. It seems like the two weeks we haven't been on is like a month or more.
2: Well I'm not gonna make you talk too much. Uh if if you need to go let us know. She's having voice problems
11: as I have every week. So uh
2: we'll uh we'll uh, I think
11: it's a combination between a cold and allergies is what I think.
2: Yeah. Well there's a lot, lot of stuff in the air as I said. Well, Deb, you have been on for a couple of weeks, and I know we can't recap everything, but uh, um, what are your thoughts about what's going on so far? We've had a couple of races since the last time you've been on, Atlanta, and uh, I guess uh, Phoenix, we didn't get a report from you. I I can't remember if we did uh, Las Vegas or not, but what are some of your thoughts uh, over the past two uh, weeks that you uh, weren't on the show?
11: Well, I think really we need to look at Atlanta because I think what we saw in Atlanta was the durability of this car, and that was when they made the composite car, they made it to where, you know, you wouldn't have the cut tires and everything if they got into each other, and that was clearly evident that the durability of this car was what they had hoped at Atlanta because there were 37 cars in that race. 30 cars were involved in accidents. Six of them were involved in two accidents, but only 12 failed to finish. So I think if that had been last year's car, we definitely would not have seen that. So we saw the durability of this car last week at Atlanta, and I think this week at Coda we're going to see the agility of this car because, you know, the wide tires, so much of this car – was taken from road racing and with the wide tires. It reminds me of the Trans Am series. Then you've got the rack and pinion steering. There's just so much of it. that I think we're last, last weekend we saw the durability. This week we'll see the agility.
2: Well, you know, that's interesting because uh, I noticed on a couple of those impacts, um, and they were kind of glancing blows, but at very high speeds. Uh, it looked to me like the cars uh, really did hold up well the thing that i saw that might be uh and there's nothing you can do about it i i don't think because of the intricacies of it but it looked like the suspension the car the car body was would hold up well but you know you'd have a a right rear tire a wheel askew or something like that which uh but still it's a whole lot better than a than a huge pile of crumpled sheet metal
11: right and you know, one thing that was interesting, if you really want to look at the durability, look at Kurt Busch. He uh was involved in an early crash that last year would have put him out of the race, and he ended up finishing in the top five.
2: Yeah. Yeah, he I made a great he comeback.
11: Third. Mm-hmm. And, we're- and look at Ross Chastain, too. You know, he was leading when he cut the tire or had the tire go down, and he ended up second because of Christopher Bell passing him below the double line. And so Ross Chastain came back from two laps down and finished second. But they did have three right rear tires go down on three different Chevrolets last weekend. And of course that uh, affected Ross Chastain, Tyler Reddick. Those two were leading when it happened. And then you had Ricky Stenhouse Jr. And the, uh, a spokesman for Goodyear came into the media center during the race to address the issue, and he said, we don't know why they're going down. He said, it, it, they're not wearing, they're not blistering. He said, so on Monday, they shipped them back to Akron, and they were going to go through them at Akron and investigate to see why the right rear tires were going down, because they could not visibly see any problem with them and they had no problems during practice on saturday so they should know this weekend or or early next week why those tires went down but they did have to do an investigation on them back at akron
2: you know one thing i thought was interesting after the race at atlanta they interviewed ross chastain and uh whoever was interviewing him uh said uh well Ross that was a a great third place finish, and he said uh, "I think I'm second because <laughs> he was <laughs> he was referring to uh Christopher Bell going below the line, which is a a rule right. we've only seen that as I can remember on uh, like at Daytona and Talladega, but the way they've got Atlanta configured now it's uh it's darn near a super speedway with a you know a mile shorter
11: well, that's correct, and of course they're involved in super speedway style racing there in Atlanta now, which is why they had the best crowd in about 20 years there on Sunday. And a lot of it was walk-up, and people admitted. I know that one of my coworkers at Racing Today was out wandering around and getting a general feel for everything. And when I mentioned to him that I had overheard a Speedway employee Saying about an hour and a half before the race started that they were almost to the point that they were going to have to shut down the ticket windows because they were close to selling out walk up. And he said that he had received a telephone call from a friend who the friend and three other people were en route to Atlanta to the track for the simple reason that they had watched the truck and Xfinity races on Saturday. And were so excited about the style of racing, they decided to to drive to Atlanta for the race on Sunday. And he asked his friend, he said, "You know, can you get a sport our four tickets together still available?" And uh, my coworker went over to one of the ticket people and asked if there were still four tickets available. And she had to hunt hmm. to try to see if there were four tickets together. She could find. Two tickets or one ticket, you know, scattered around. But, uh, she finally found four tickets together. So his friend and, and the other three people came on down and, and made it to the race. But, uh, you know, it was, it was the best crowd that I'd seen there in 20 years.
2: What a great problem to have, though, if you're a racetrack or a promoter or whatever to, uh, um, walk-up crowd or not, to look out and see the full stands and people still trying to get in, that's uh, that's a heck of a problem.
11: Yeah, it is, and, you know, so much has been focused on the fact that they increased the banking in the turns, but then they reduced the width of the racing surface in the turns. Uh, We've all been focused on that, but the new surface that they have put on that Atlanta track Is quite interesting. I watched a video on it over the weekend, last weekend, and the the top surface absorbs the water, and it takes it down to the next level, and then the next level drains it off down into a drainage system. Wow. So it should, and and anybody can go on the Internet and, and just Google something like, Uh, or YouTube, a new racing track surface at Atlanta, and you can watch the video showing how it works. So if it works the way it's supposed to, it should really increase the longevity of the racing surface because you won't have the water settling in there, you know, throughout the different seasons and and causing the expansion and the contraction and the cracks and all that. So I'm going to be very interested to see how this works.
2: It'll be interesting to see the first time they have a rain delay or something like that too. Um, right. Let's uh let's move here to uh, some news of the week. The post race inspection for uh, 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 R- Roush Fenway Keselowski Racing, where uh, they levied some pretty hard, heavy fines on uh, that team, and Matt McCall got a fine of a hundred thousand dollars and a hundred owner points and a hundred driver points and, and and ten playoff points, and that's. That could be difficult to overcome. What do you know about that? And exactly what what did they find?
11: Well, RFK Racing has uh, put out a statement yesterday, late yesterday afternoon, that they are appealing that. And I don't know, honestly, what they found. I know the rumors are that they had a damaged fender and they repaired it, or they had some part that was damaged. They repaired it. And then after they repaired it, they did not seek NASCAR's approval on it. They just went on. So I don't honestly know. I'm sure it will come out this weekend at COTA what specifically it was. But it was interesting because, you know, everything passed the post-race inspection at the track. And then they always announce what cars they're taking back to the R&D center for further examination. So for that penalty to not come out until Thursday, that's usually that's really one to two days later that right. the penalties come out. So um, you know it'll come out now that R F K has appealed the um, the ruling. It'll and I'm sure it'll come out this weekend at Coto. They'll have media talking to NASCAR about what it was, or they'll talk to Brad. So we'll know more about it, I think, after this weekend and, of course, when the appeal process, now that they have formally – I think it was like, oh, about 20 to 4 yesterday afternoon when it was uh, released – a statement was released by RFK that they would be filing uh, – they would appeal the the, the penalty.
2: Mm. Well, another piece of news that I find very interesting and, and exciting at the same time is uh, – this garage fifty six at Le Mans, where they're going to uh, uh, send the next gen car in twenty twenty three in a joint effort with NASCAR and Hendrick Motorsports uh, to uh, to run the twenty four hours of Le Mans, and that's been done before, but it's been a long time, and I think that's fantastic.
11: Yeah, I do too, and I find it I find Benny Hamlin's comments on Twitter rather comical. Because it's almost like Denny doesn't realize that Hendrick fielded an IMSA GTP car back in the 1980s, a Corvette GTP car, with Doc Bundy and Sarah Vandemer driving. And also the fact that I didn't know that either. (laughs) Oh, you didn't? Uh, Oh, yeah. I might have
2: known it then. I didn't know it now.
11: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was a beautiful... uh, I believe it was black and silver, and it was a Corvette GTP car sponsored by Goodrich, Jim Goodrich. And uh Doc Bundy and Sarah Vandemer were the drivers, and they did it quite successfully. And, of course, the Cadillacs that are winning in um, the IMSA's top class in the United States now, that's a Chevrolet brand, and Richard Childress Racing is building those engines for the Cadillac. And, of course, it was uh Chip Ganassi's Cadillac entry that won the 12 Hours of Sebring on the same weekend that that this announcement was made down there. So, you know, I knew something was coming because Chad Canals has been going to the 24 Hours of Daytona the last couple of years. And when um, Jeff Gordon had a, his press conference at Pocono last summer after he announced that he was leaving the booth and going to focus full-time at Hendrick, and I asked Jeff that day, I said... It, and and Rick was actually I think that was the weekend maybe of the the Glen the Watkins Glen race I think it's the six hours at the Glen and I believe Rick was there that weekend and I asked Jeff I said is Rick going to get back into IMSA is he going to fill the uh, GTP car again and Jeff just grinned he said you'll have to talk to Rick about that <laughs> so. I knew something was coming somewhere, but when it, you know, it went this year, of course, Canals was at the 24 hours of Daytona again this year. So it's going to be rather interesting. We all said in Atlanta after the announcement was made, we um, Reed Spencer and I looked, Reed Spencer's with the NASCAR News Wire Service, and he and I were sitting beside each other, and I looked at Reed and I said, well, we know what what's going to be the next uh, next year on the schedule will be the off weekend. It'll be that of, of Le Mans. But, um, you know, when you look at the teams in the sport that have experience in sports car racing, it's Hendrick and it's Penske. And, of course, Penske has an entry this year in the World Endurance Cup. So they couldn't very well partner with Penske on next-gen entry because Penske's already there. Yeah. And Penske will be at Le Mans with his own entry. So, you know, when you look at the history that Hendrick has had in sports car racing, and um, it just made sense. And, of course, Rick drove. Uh, it's interesting. You go back and you look, and Rick drove in a race at Riverside. Right. That's I remember that. Riverside. Yeah,
2: so... Well, I also remember uh, 1976 when uh, Herschel McGriff and Dick Brooks went over to Le Mans and drove, and uh, from what I understand, the reception from the French uh, population was was fantastic because they I don't think they ever heard an engine like that that sounded like that going so fast and everything.
11: Well, that's correct, and, you know, then when they went back again in the early 80s, and it was Dick Brooks and I think Billy Hagan. And uh, they cranked up that stock car over there for the 24 hours of the lawns, and that roar of that engine, the crowd just went ballistic (laughs) because that was something that they were not accustomed to. So, you know, with um, NASCAR having its European Series and, uh, of course, what Jim France has worked so hard to do, you know, sports cars and motorcycles have always been Jim France's passion. And for Jim is the one that saved professional sports car racing in this country. He was the one that put IMSA back together when Panos decided that he was, uh, sold him the America Le Mans series. He put IMSA back together, and then he worked with the group in Europe to get after, I think it's this year next year, to where the cars that you race in the United States you can also race in the the World Endurance Cup, the WEC races in Europe. So he just have, has basically breached the two continents, you know, brought the two continents together when it comes to sports car racing.
2: Well, I think it's exciting, and I love it. Um, all right, and let's close off now with uh, the revamped point standings. Uh, Deb and I discussed it this week, and I certainly didn't – I mean, we kept it simple because we uh, – We're simple people here we're pretty lazy (laughs) but we had always said if you win a race you get one point and that's the way we divided we uh decided a championship but deb said let's take the first three positions and give points like that and i and i said well deb that's just an awful lot of work and she said i'll do it it'll take me 15 minutes a week after i get it in place so Deb and I worked on it a little bit last night because there was a, a discrepancy in some of the points, and I had to go back and listen to a, a, a podcast to get it right. But, Deb, tell us what you've come up with. And, uh, man, if you – I don't mean man, but lady, if you don't mind doing it,
11: I think it's a great idea. Well, I just felt like that this year with the next-gen car, there's so much unpredictability this year. You know, it's kind of like throwing feathers up in the wind and not knowing which one's going to land that this year what we should look at would be the top three finishers rather than whether the person wins or not. So let's say you pick the nine car and the nine finishes second and somebody else picks the 12 and they finished eighth and then another car that somebody else picks finishes 11th. Well, those are the three best finishers of the cars that are selected. So the best finisher gets three points. The next gets two and the the best third finisher gets one point. And that way it's not focused strictly on wins but the top three performances of the team selected.
2: Well, that's great. So here's the revised point standings as Deb sent it to me this morning at five forty six. I heard it <laughs> I heard it come in over my phone and I, I sort of opened one eye and looked over there and I said, Oh Deb, you're working hard on this. So uh <laughs> The point standings after uh, this far in the season. I, I mean, we had four races so far. Is that it? Five. Five. Okay. Allen is leading with 10 points. In fact, he was the winner last week with uh, Kyle Larson. So he's a, the, what? William no, well, Byron. No. I'm sorry. Yeah, William Byron. Um, so um, Allen's already got two wins. But anyway, he's got 10 points. Lanny has seven. I've got five. Deb has four. Greg has three ronnie has one and jada if she sticks with uh uh the 11 car i don't know if she'll get a point for a while but uh she's got none but i think it's a great idea and if you don't mind doing it you know i'm all for it but i'm gonna take it a step further none of these guys here or nor are you deb know this but this this was my own little brainstorm um that actually i came up with after i got your 546 text this morning that Greg and I, and anybody else that wants to contribute, we're going to go buy a trophy. And we're going to have the first annual um, trophy for for this championship. And we're going to name it the Nelson Crozier Memorial Award. Because he won the oh, best championship great. we ever had. He, I tied with him, but that's okay. I think he won a lot of the other ones before that. So Greg and I are going to get a nice expect. trophy. And we're going to make it the the Nelson Crozier Memorial championship trophy, and we're going to actually give you something to race for since uh, since it's gotten so intricate now with Deb's uh, great idea.
11: Well, thank you. I think that's a, a great idea for uh, to commemorate Nelson. I miss him every day, man. I think of things I want to ask him, and it's like, dang, I can't ask that now. But do me a, do me a favor. Don't per, put first annual on it because you can't have first annual. You can't have an annual until you've had at least one. Hmm.
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm have to think on that one a little back. bit. I, I guess you're right. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. You're right about everything else. Hey Deb, she go rest passed. your voice. You, we let you run a few minutes over, but that's the oh. oh, oh we gotta oh. make our picks. <laughs> uh, Alan's over here saying, "Hold it! We gotta
11: make our picks." So uh, all right, oh, De- let me explain. Let me explain why the I sent that at 5:46 this morning. I woke up and. Had to, mother nature got me up and i watched the the last 15 minutes of a rerun of canon and then i watched a rerun of barnaby jones and i thought well i might as well do this before i go back to sleep so i just did it and then turned over to an old truck race that fs1 i sleep really well to the sound of race cars i guess that goes back to when i was in the womb and so i turned over to a an old California truck race on FS1, and I went right back to sleep. So,
12: uh, well, since you
2: came up with this idea, you take the first pick, and we're we're not going to do we're not going to overcomplicate it by saying the last person in the standing gets the first pick. We're just we've never had a problem with that because we have weeks in a row when nobody can pick a winner, so we'll just I'll try to keep it even. But you go ahead and start it off.
11: I want to AJ Almendinger.
2: Oh wow! Okay, AJ Almendinger, Ronnie. I'm going to try Harvick. Kevin Harvick is going to win a race sooner or later. Greg?
4: Can I get Larson?
2: You can have Larson. You... That's who i go with. Okay, he's got Larson. What about you, Alan? No, you go ahead, Perry. Well, I'm going to pick Chase Elliott. That's, that's what I figured. You go yeah. ahead and put a nine down. I think, uh, has Lanny called in? No, but, uh, Lanny, go ahead and text me what you got there, buddy. And, uh. And we'll have it complete. But I'll, I think I'll take the 22 car. That's Logano, and uh, we'll Jay, wait to Jay hear. if just
1: will stay with 11.
2: Jay just stay with 11. We'll get Lanny's here. He'll be texting me in just a second, and I bet you it's going to be Blaney, but I don't know that. Deb, you're the best. Thank you so much uh, for everything uh, you do. See, we've already let you run over five minutes, so it worked the first time out.
11: Oh, that's great. Blaney, wrecked can practice. I got practice on right now. I'm
2: sorry, who, wrecked? Blaney. Oh, okay. Well, maybe he won't pick Blaney. So uh. <laughs> Anyway, uh, thank you for one, everything one you I do, Deb. You much. do a great job, and we uh, we really appreciate you being part of our show and coming up with new and refreshing ideas.
11: Well, thank you. I appreciate it. And I was going to say, real quick, Denny Hamlin, the thing that really amazed me is he's not even in the top 16 in points this year after the season he had last year.
2: Yeah. Well, I'm sure they'll get it straightened out sooner or later. Right now oh, it yeah. seems to all be Hendrick, but uh, – Deb, yeah. thank you so much, and we'll talk to you next week, I hope. Thank you. I hope
11: so, too. It's always a pleasure. All right. Thank you. <laughs> and, uh that's I hope any more texts at 6 in the morning. Okay.
2: <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> talk to you later.
11: Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye.
2: All right. That's Deb Williams. What do we know about Deb, Ronnie? She's the smartest woman I know. You know Alan's been doing that for you every week. I do, I, and I appreciate it, Alan. Okay. All right, let's take a break. We're going to come back and give Alan what's left before the top of the hour, and he can have all the time he needs after Daryl Walter. We're talking. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg.
13: Ricky's Drive-In West and Little Rick's East on Asheville Highway are your go-to stops for chili dogs, cheeseburgers, and so much more. Right now, all combos are just $6, and all kids' meals are just $3. And it's easier than ever to take advantage of these deals with their convenient drive-thru. Do you have a big appetite or several mouths to feed? Ask for the drive-thru special. Ten hot dogs, a large fry, and a gallon of tea for just $22.99. Ricky's Drive-In West on Blackstock Road and Little Rick's East on Asheville Highway. The drive-thru is open. Where's the greatest return on your tax dollars? Elite Audio, where we offer the best in car audio, video, navigation, and custom design systems that are one of a kind. If you're like me, you spend a lot of time in your car, so make it safe with hands-free Bluetooth and keep the kids entertained with a mobile video system. The look of your ride is just as important as how it sounds. We also do wheels, tires, and accessories. Over 80 wheels on display at Elite Audio on Asheville Highway in Spartanburg. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram and check us out on the web at EliteAudioOnline.com.
0: You dream it, we build it. Visit our website at SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM. WSPG Spartanburg.
13: River Falls Plantation, a Gary Player signature course, is open to the public. Membership opportunities are available, though, including family, corporate, and individual memberships. They offer a discounted membership for seniors over 60 and juniors under 30. But you heard me right. You don't have to be a member to play at the beautiful course at River Falls. Don't have time for a full 18? Why not nine for just $25 every Monday through Friday? Schedule your tee time today by calling 433-9192 or go online to riverfallsgolf.com.
16: McDonald's is hiring right now. Get more than just a job. Start building your future today. Working at McDonald's, you'll get paid time off, health care benefits, free employee meals, competitive wages, and a flexible schedule. Apply today at mcdonalds.com slash made. McDonald's and McDonald's independently owned and operated franchises are equal opportunity employers committed to a diverse and inclusive workforce. Most McDonald's restaurants are operated by franchisees who are independent employers and set their own employment policies and practices for their employees. The benefits described here are available at McDonald's-owned restaurants and participating franchises.
2: Port Spartberg. Allen, take it away with the local stuff. All
1: right. We're going to start off up here. We had our season opener last Saturday night at Harris Motor Speedway. Uh, see where
2: Harris was established in 1955. That's going way back. Because, you know, they got that. When I wrote that first book about the old speedways, it's way up there in the woods with the uh, trees. Oh, yep. that you can't wrap your arms around growing up through the concrete grandstands. So it's been there a while. But... Uh,
1: Had a good race up our last Saturday night. We're going to start off with the crazy Sportsman. First place went to Chris Jackson. Second went to Jesse Wall. Third went to Blake Pryor. In the Front Wheel Drive Division, first place went to Ricky Hill. Second went to Scott Collinger. Third went to Chris Meadows. In the Futures Division, first place went to Justin Watts. Second went to Charlie Menders. Third went to Drake Baldwin. In the Young Guns Division, first place went to Pierce Harvey. Second went to Joseph Sink. Uh, Third went to Isaiah Lawrence. In the Thunder Bomber division, first place went to Justin Todd. Uh, Second went to Logan Sparks. Third went to Lord Dean Burgess. 602 late models. First place went to John Ruggiero Jr. That's Mr. Wilson's man. Mr. Wilson's man. He left Cherokee Speedway, went to Harrison, picked him up another win. Second place went to Chucky Duncan. Third went to Alex Vance. In the Renegade versus Stock 8 Division, first place went to Josh Burgess, second went to Dalton Peavy, third went to Tony Pierce. In the Pure Stock Division, first place went to TJ Pinfield. second went to Jason McGrew, third went to Dwayne Worley. Okay, at Harris Speedway tonight, divisions uh, the that they have running up there is Run What You Brung, Renegade Division, Crate Sportsman, Thunder Bombers, Pure Stock, Stock Front Wheel Drive, Futures, Young Guns, gates are going to open today at 4 p.m. Pits for $30 to get in. Stands are $10. Drivers' meeting is going to be at 6.30. I suggest you wrap you up a coat and go on up there to Harris Speedway because it's going to get a little cool up there on that river.
2: No Wally. No
1: Wally. Wally's been banned from Harris.
2: Well, I, so I thought maybe life. they relented during no, the week. No. All right. But I'm going to bring them up here in just a second. <laughs> okay.
1: <it>. Because last <laughs> night, at Travers Risk. There we play. go. Had their season opener last night at Travers Risk. Start off, done Bomber Futures. First place went to Cody Jones. Second went to Michael Grant. Third went to Shane Cantrell. In the Rookies Division, first place went to Dale Bennett. Second went to J.J. Coggins. Third went to Brody Garrett. In the Renegade Division, paying $1,500 over at Travers Risk last night. First place went to Wally Fowler. Wally Fowler. Glad so, to hear it. Second went to Tony Pierce. Third went to Scott Cannon. In the Pierce thought Division, first place went to Jason McGrew. Second went to Kevin Nations. Third
2: went to Bradley Williams. Let me ask a Wally question real quick. Okay. Whatever they won't let him do at Harris, they let him do at Traveler's Rest? Yes. Okay. You got two different tech inspectors. So now... uh... (laughs) (laughs) If they would unify Uh... these rules or something, you might even be out there. Yes, I would. Well, dadgummit. Hope they're listening. Uh, okay. Craig Sportsman Division. First place went to Chris
1: Jackson. Second went to Timmy Smith. Third went to Blade at Ed- Vintage Division. There's mine. There's yours. You might know some of these names coming up. Uh, first place went to Barry Powell. Second went to Eric Rogers. Third went to Dennis Williams. Cherokee Speedway, the last two days, they've had the World of Outlaws. Well, I say the last two days. Yesterday and today, they're mm-hmm. having a World of Outlaws over there. This is the Rock Gaunt Memorial Race with the Super Late Malls there, paying out 10000 on Friday night and $20,000 tonight.
2: That's a lot of money.
1: That is a lot of money.
4: A whole lot of money. We compare it to what it used to be. Yes. Sir. A
1: ton. <laughs> also, you wait till I, I'm going out something just a little bit later in this or. And you are going to raise some eyebrows about it. Uh, also, all, last night they had the midi 602 late models and the midi street stocks there. So, results from last night at Cherokee Speedway and the 602 late models. First place, John Ruggiero Jr. Oh. Mr. Wilson said, was I was happy again. <laughs> Second place, Austin Mintz. Third went to Brian Mullis. Fourth went to Cole Apple. And fifth went to Chaz Haskins, and in the Midi Street Stock Division, good division there. And uh, another announcement right here: first place went to Mitchell Duval. He started driving the uh, number eighteen car for uh, Reed, and uh, first time out picked up a win. So uh, we got—I think—we're gonna have a new sheriff in town in this Street Stock Division. <laughs> new sheriff it's gonna be Mitchell Duval. All right, and second. Was Blake Pryor third went to Dalton Peavy fourth went to Andrew Blackwood and fifth went to Cade Langley, and now moving down to the Super Late Malls last night that paid ten thousand dollars to win. First place went to Michael Brown, second went to Ryan Guston, and third went to Blake Pryor, fourth went to Dennis Erb Jr. and fifth went to Dalton Wilson. And now we're gonna get to the big announcement right here. Oh, Bristol. Dirt race last night. Oh, really? They got the dirt back. They got the dirt right on Bristol. And got a new series there called XR Super Series. They paid $50,000 to win last night at Bristol. And then they're going to come back again tonight and pay another $50,000 to win. And guess who won last night? Local driver, Chris Smoky Mountain. He picked up fifty grand last night. To find out more about this series, you can go to racexr.com.
2: What's that guy's name? Chris Smoky Mountain. Oh, Chris. Okay, Chris Mountain. I thought they you call said
1: Smoky because uh, he can smoke everybody on that racetrack.
2: I thought you said Smoky Mountain, and I said, yeah. "What kind of name is that?" Well, they got a racetrack called Smoky Mountain. And I know they he goes do. there. He's
1: uh, dominant there, and uh, but what kind of cars they run out in the Super Late Mall series? Super Late Mall, yeah. and I think Chris gets his. Uh, I think Chris gets his motors from our local engine builder over here, Clements. Oh, okay. So, uh, pretty good deal for them. And, uh, don't get me wrong. That's, uh, that's the reason you see all you, all you super late boys up there like Brandon Overton, Jimmy Owens, uh, Chris Madden, Tim McCready. They didn't make the show over here at Cherokee Speedway for the 10 and $20,000 because I'm going to go run for this 50,000. So, uh, Now we're having a little bit of conflict of interest of uh, Lucas Oil Series, World of Outlaws, and now we got a new series called XR Super Series. Hmm. So uh, it's going to make you interesting as far as our local dirt tracks. Yeah. So, uh, like I said, if you want to watch some good racing, you can still go over here to Cherokee Speedway, and you're going to watch somebody pick up $20,000 at Cherokee Speedway tonight. And uh, it might not be, well, I say that, You might have some of these boys that did not run good at Bristol last night, and guess where they're going to pack up and come to? Cherokee, probably. Yep. They're going to pack up and come down here to Cherokee and run for that $20,000 to win tonight. So, uh, pretty good deal. You know, Bristol's not that far away, what, an hour and a half from, uh, here?
2: A lot easier driving than it used to be. Yep. (laughs) So, uh,
1: like I said, I don't know who all's going to be on the show at Cherokee Speedway this evening, but, uh. We'll have a lot of good racing over there.
2: Well, sounds like everybody's open for business. And uh, take a coat. Like you said, it's going to be kind of chilly, maybe a thermos of your favorite warm beverage. Because I was just looking at it. It's going to be windy, and it's going to be in the 40s, maybe, or or 50s. But that's it for the first hour. We're going to come back on the other side and talk to Hall of Famer Daryl Waltrip, one of my favorite guests of the year. You're
0: listening to Start Your Engines. The home for bump and run with Tyler Sugart. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM. WSBG Spartanburg. And here's what you need to know.
17: NFL media reports that the Kansas City Chiefs are planning to sign former Tampa Bay Buccaneers running back Ronald Jones to a one year deal. The New York Jets have signed former Rams and Cowboys place kicker Greg Zerline. In the Sweet 16 on Friday night, 15-seed St. Peter's became the first team ever seeded 13th or higher to advance to the Elite Eight. They knocked off three-seed Purdue 67-64. They'll face 8-seed North Carolina Sunday after they defeated 4-seed UCLA 73-66. Caleb Love of the Tar Heels scored 30, including the go-ahead 3 with 106 to play. 1-seed Kansas over 4-seed Providence 66-61. The Jayhawks will face 10-seed Miami Sunday after they knocked off 11-seed Iowa State 70-56 to advance to the first Elite 8 in Miami program history. I'm Isaac Cron.
13: Hey, this is Ryan Cleary. Join Anthony Greer, Alex Smith, and myself weekday afternoons for Open Mic, Spartanburg's longest running radio show. Whether it's high school athletics, Carolina or Clemson, USC Upstate, the Braves, we've got opinions and we want to hear from you. Open Mic, 3 until 6 p.m. on Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, and, of course, the Fox Sports 1400 app.
18: At your goals are our priority. When you work with Jannie, it's about going beyond investing. It's about connecting your life and finances. When it comes to managing your wealth, you probably have plenty of questions and more than a little uncertainty. What you need is a plan built to connect your goals to your wealth. Financial advisor Trent Lancaster is here for you. Trent can build a tailored financial plan and make recommendations that are aligned with your best interests based on your unique needs, goals, and preferences. Conveniently located in the Spartanburg office, Trent can discuss how he can help you connect your life and finances. Contact him by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Jannie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC.
7: The attorneys at Carolina Law Group are your local injury attorneys. They will always fight for you and aren't scared of the big insurance companies. The best part about Carolina Law Group is that they are local, located here in Spartanburg. And when you call Carolina Law Group, you will always speak with an attorney like Nahar Patel, who has recently voted as best injury attorney in the upstate, or attorneys Matthew Whitehead and Mitchell Bird, who are finalists for best trial attorney. The Carolina Law Group is aggressive and loyal and will fight for you. Call today, 864-757-5555, or visit thecarolinalawgroup.com.
5: Steve and Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in in Spartanburg. Jerry, the Beacon opened back in 1946. How many years have we been serving great food at great prices? A-Plante! Seventy years? How many folks are we still serving every week? A-Plante! Well, like you always say, I like my job, but I love my customers. But can you say something other than A-Plante? Oh, it! Join Steve and Jerry at the world-famous Beacon Drive-In, John White Boulevard in Spartanburg, where the food is still always good since 1946. The Hub City Farmers Market is
12: back. They will be open from 11 to 2 on March 19th for their final winter market, and then they'll be open every Saturday from 8 to noon beginning April 2nd. The Hub City Farmers Market features the freshest local produce, meat and dairy products, as well as artisan crafts and bath and body products from local vendors. Every Saturday will feature live music as well as activities for the kids. Remember to shop local with the Hub City Farmers Market, presented by Spartanburg Regional, located at 498 Howard Street, Open every Saturday beginning April 2nd.
0: Live from the Fox Sports 1498 3 FM studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina.
1: Gentlemen, start your (laughs) engine.
0: Impex Pre Owned presents Start Your Engines. Find your next car, truck, or SUV at Impex Pre Owned on Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs and ImpexPreOwned.com. Here's your racing team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Author and veteran motor sports journalist, Deb Williams. Local action from winning car builder and owner, Alan Hill. Former NASCAR team manager and author Greg Moore. And now, here's your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author, Harry Allen Wood.
2: And welcome back to the second hour of Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. And it is a pleasure, as we have done four times previously. He's been on the show every year, and he's my favorite guest, three time Winston Cup champion. Daytona 500 winner, Southern 500 winner. I think you won five World 600s and 2012 Hall of Fame member Daryl Waltrip. Good morning, Daryl.
19: Hey, good morning, guys. Yeah, y'all, you know y'all's uh, intro there is pretty impressive. Uh, I don't know if anybody's listening or not, but, but the <laughs> intro you guys are carrying are pretty pretty, pretty impressive.
2: Well, yeah, that's the that guy's name's Bob. That's what we call him. But that's the main Fox guy out in California that does, uh, you know, the NFL and uh, and the. Wow. You know NASCAR and everything. That's the main man, and I actually I feel honored to have him say my name a couple of times a week.
19: Oh, I know that's great. No, it's a good intro. Good, good job. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Well,
2: there it's always it's
4: a pleasure to have you on the show, and uh, you're everybody's favorite. Uh, you know, I'm I've always been one of your favorites, uh, but I guess it started off with you know we're talking about this road course deal. And with this new car, could you give us just a little bit of insight into what you see in, with this four-wheel suspension and all this different stuff? I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. obviously they got to drive a lot different, but, but that's what's your opinion, there?
19: Yeah. Well, these these cars that we uh, the cars are running right now, the new car, it's a clone of a V eight supercar. Mike Joy and I went over to Australia four five years for races. And, uh, they had this very same car, in four hours. Hello. And those, and those guys, hello, hello,
2: hello. You're kind of coming in and out there. Oh,
19: well, I, I've been known to do that. <laughs> <laughs> or
2: you sound good right there.
19: Yeah, no, I was, I was inside. I'm glad. Yeah. I, I don't know if you heard me or not, but the, these cars are clones of the V8 supercars that they run o- that they run over in Australia, uh, almost identical cars. They got coilover suspension, uh, independent rear suspension, five-speed transmissions. Uh, pretty similar. They run a 550 engine package over there, similar to what they run over here. So I, I, I know it's different. I know it's uh, the, the crew chiefs and the drivers, the rack and pinion steering, and all that. It takes time to get used to, but uh, it's a great car and and they run on road courses that's all they run on over there so this car ought to do exceptionally well at Dakota i would expect uh you know i'd expect the same i'd expect the same results we we've seen the last two several road courses with Chase Elliott being the man to beat
2: well you know i i'm extra excited about uh, Hendrick. Hendrik building a car along you know in conjunction with nascar to go to Le Mans next year i think that's fantastic
19: yeah i think so i know well, what we we have run the same car and greg knows this we've run the same car for 50 years trailing arm, you know with the long trailing arms and and coil springs and 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 it, we just we, we've kind of it's run its course uh this this car is more state of the art more like what all the other series are running i think if you have connections to uh Pinsky had connections with those v 8 supercars over. He ran a couple. He ran some cars over there, and I think uh, Ganassi with the with track house, and uh, I think these uh, Rick Hendrick has a great connection with all those people. I think when you take that information and uh, and and then you take this new car, uh, you're going to adapt to it a little bit quicker than maybe some of the other folks are. But uh, yeah, I, I'm excited about them going to Le Mans too. I think uh, I, this car is perfect car for that kind of application well
2: i'll tell you the first right before daytona i had a uh an anti uh, uh, uh what do you called? i can't even think of the word i'm trying to say uh, uh an, an awakening let me put it that way where um i was thinking well good grief this new car is further away from stock cars from the showroom model as anything and then after listening to greg and mike hill you're a good friend um yeah uh this is closer to a stock car than anything we've had in decades
19: yeah it is our 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 cars were antiquated uh those cars that we've raced for all these years uh we just refined them refined them and made them better uh and you know improved the parts and pieces that go on the cars but they were pretty antiquated uh i think this car is uh is is more in key in in tune with what manufacturers are looking for what toyota is looking for what uh, maybe even Honda or other manufacturers may be interested in now that we have a car like this because it, it opens the door for a lot of opportunity. Uh, there's just a incredible uh, amount of potential in this car, and particularly when you think about in, involving other manufacturers. I think that's going to be a huge thing. It's going to happen down the road.
4: Yeah. Uh, Darrell, one one thing you're exactly right, and uh, I know they, uh, Leonard Wood made a comment exactly like what you made and what Perry made you buy these new cars on the street, they got computers, the four-wheel suspension, they got all this stuff, and, and really, even the looks of the car. I mean, they really are good in stock, but I think what would really be wicked is like what you say. It opened up a whole different venue, and it may interest another manufacturer to come in because, you know, you can't have enough manufacturers or enough sponsors. I mean, it's always been that way. Yeah. But, uh, it, it would open the door for some road racing people or something that's, got a good sponsor. let uh, that's put it this way. Every race is interesting. Every race yeah, is, is
19: interesting. It is. I, I think when you look at the results over the last several weeks, uh, the, the teams are learning this car, and, it, and they'll get better, and the big teams will get there first. But, uh, you know, Kyle Larson, he can drive anything. And he's, he's kind of proven that. And Trackhouse has come on board uh, with Justin Marks, and they've proven it. To, they, they, they're a contender. So I, I think it. And what always happens? It happens. It almost happens every year. Even with the old car, uh, we start off the year and we we think all these teams that we haven't heard a lot about. Oh man, they figured it out. They're going to be a look. Look what they're doing right now. And that's probably true for the first ten or so races. But then after that, it comes back to the powerhouses. It comes back to the Hendricks. It comes back to the Penske's. It comes back to the to the to the, the teams that have been around a while. The Joe Gibbs teams. Those are the guys with the most engineers and the guys with the most money. They're the guys with the best sponsors are the guy with the best people. And uh, they'll get there. It may take them a little bit longer because they're trying to break an old habit and start some new ones, but uh, they'll get there. And, and pretty soon we'll be talking about Kyle Busch winning races and, 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 and other people that we've come come accustomed to winning races. They'll all start winning. And the other guys will just be, <clears throat> they'll be in, they'll still be competitive. But they won't be able to win every week. You know,
2: one thing, um, everybody, I guess, had to throw their little black books away. They, some of the uh-huh. tracks we go to twice, uh, they might have a leg up on something. But, I mean, a new car, and especially last week at a new track, I mean, you got to figure it out when you get there, pretty much. Uh, uh, the, I know Bud used to talk about people calling up and wanting his little black book, but th- it looks like to me the little black book's obsolete.
19: Yeah, it is, and, and, and black books are history anyway. I mean, we haven't had a black book in a long time. Everything, everything's on a computer now, and everything's you know is so much more sophisticated. Uh, the, the, the equipment that the teams use to to make the, to set the cars up, uh, everything that they do today is more is more state of the art. And I think that's that, it, it's it's really become engineer driven. Uh, the engineers figure it out, and NASCAR's limited practice. You don't need a lot of practice. I mean, I can't I can't see a whole lot of difference in uh, the way the race is run and with practice or without. Uh, so uh, it's just the sport has changed. It, it's, it, it, it was at a crossroads, and now we're going down a different road with a different car, and uh, we may see some different people, you know, win a race or two before we get to the middle of the year. But by the middle of the year, the bigger teams will figure it out, and they'll be the dominant teams.
2: There's definitely some different faces up front this year.
19: Oh, Yeah. Well, uh, you know, uh, Ross Chastain, I mean, yes. he's a great, he's a great driver and, uh, he, he may win a race before we get to the middle of the year, uh, with track house, but, uh, and there's others. I mean, Eric Jones is you know, what he's done in a petty car. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of young guys don't have a lot of experience yet, but they have, they have an opportunity here to take advantage of the situation if, if, if they can.
2: Darrell, before you get away, I want to make one comment. Um, last year when you came on that was the 20th anniversary of the when we lost dale earnhardt and you recounted that from your memory of that race at daytona and everything that happened and i'm not going back there now but i just want to say that that was one of the best shows we have ever had and we're starting this well into our fifth year now but i had so many comments on how uh frank you were and candid about that whole situation and i I I, did, I don't ever call the guests back and thank them. I, sometimes I tell Greg, to, But I just want to tell you how much I appreciate for the fans and, and everybody uh, um, that heard you that day uh, recounting that because it probably was difficult for you, but I'd never heard it from your side. Yeah, yeah well...
19: Darryl, I think I, you got a book
2: out on it, don't you?
19: I, yeah, I've written a couple of books. I and There there might be a chapter or two in there about that particular race. I don't... I don't <laughs> Been so long ago, I've forgotten. But anyway, Dale and I were frenemies. Uh, we were friends part of the time. We were enemies part of the time. We were friends most of the time off the track. But we were just we were bitter enemies on the track. He didn't want me to win. I didn't want him to win. So, uh, and I drove for Dale, uh, which was a uh, a great um, opportunity for me and Dale to sit down and talk about things that happened in the past, how we got to where we were. So, uh, and, and you know, it's hard to imagine the sport without Dale. But it's been twenty years. And and, and what's, what's, what always interests me, and, and I think it's 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 kind of funny how we talk about Dale as if he's still around. Uh, every day, uh, somebody says something about Dale, or what would Dale think, or what would Dale do, and uh, we talk about him as if he's still around. And then I think, well, he is kind of around because Dale Jr. is he certainly uh, doesn't have the credentials on the track that his dad had, but he's certainly stepped up in the media side of things and, and carrying on the Earnhardt name. So, um, the Earnhardt name will always be significant with NASCAR. Uh, it'll always be significant with Dale and always be significant with winning. So, uh, he was a great, he was a great friend. And I think when he retired, if he'd have quit driving and we would have probably been better friends. So, uh, I do miss him, miss him every day.
4: Yeah. I'll tell you there. was, uh, you did do some great comment and, uh, that day and it was a sad day now one thing I was what you're talking about sophisticated cars I won't take but just a couple of minutes but I do know that Junior and Daryl had used an old convention cars had a guy build a car and spent about 6 or 8 months doing it it was lightweight yeah. futuristic Now, with your regular front steer with the trailing arms and all this stuff it yeah. was light and they go to a place that Daryl could drive around backwards <laughs> in any way, and they go out to test it and could figure out what was wrong with it and come to find out this guy done everything right as if he boxed the rear control arms in and daryl called it and He unboxed them that thing would go to running in but yeah i think i think junior had, uh, you were junior but anyway this had a bunch of money in it and it was way ahead of its time but yeah uh, it, was,
19: it, it was a car built by chuck gay chuck was an chuck gay, that's it. that's right yeah from down in Atlanta, and uh, Chevrolet had put Junior and Chuck Gay together, and so Junior commissioned Chuck to build us a car. And it it, it wasn't exactly like the car that they're racing right now, but it's very similar, had a lot of characteristics, very similar characteristics. But I'll tell you about that car. We, We tested, didn't like it, we fixed some things on it, got it better. I think we took it to Wilkesboro, which is one of my favorite tracks. I think I ran second in that car, but I can't remember for sure. But Junior called me on Monday and said, What do you think about that car? I said, I hate it. I hope I don't ever have to drive it again. The next day he sold it to Travis Carter and Harry Gantt and they <laughs> raced it for a while. So, uh, it, it was, it was just different. And, and at the time, it didn't pay to be different. Uh, you had to be more conventional. You had to be more like everybody else because you walk around, look at somebody's car and you see something on their car that you liked. Well, you'd do it to your car and it'd make your car better. So, when you have a car that's totally out in left field and nobody's got anything like it, then that makes it pretty hard to do. So, Junior sold that car to Travis Carter, and I think Harry ran a few races, and then they sold it, and I don't know whatever happened good after that.
2: We're talking to Darrell Waltrip, uh, 2012 Hall of Fame member. Alan? Well, Darrell,
1: this is Alan Hill. Uh, yeah. I announced a little bit earlier, Bristol's having a big XR Series race up there on the dirt, paying $50,000 last night, another 50000 tonight. Uh I think back in the day, you probably was Bristol Dominator up there with seven wins in a row, had number eight on cruise control when the rearing housing broke. Uh, yep. Do you think yep. if we could get a dirt car together, you might could bring that helmet back out?
19: I don't think so, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I, he, he knows you he know, I think, about, I think about running, you know, every now and then I think about hopping in a car. But I'm 75 years old, and, uh, my, you know, I had my time. I had. I had fun. I won a lot of races. I, I accomplished a lot of things, but, uh, and Bristol won. It's my all time favorite track. I got 12 wins there. Um, but, but you know, it's just, it's a young man's sport. I'd probably be pretty good for 10, 15 laps. I'd probably give out after that. So, uh, I, I don't know. I, I, like watching race at Bristol. I like going to Bristol, but, um, I don't really care that much about racing anymore. I'm Driving anyway, uh, kind of got it out of my system. Hey, but let me tell you something. Your dad. Uh, Mike, uh, he could have been a crew chief. He, he basically was a crew chief at juniors. He did all the work, and Hammond got all the credit. That was how that went. And uh, Mike was a great guy, and he's a good man. He's down there with Gary Nelson, and they've had a lot of success. And uh, I, I like your dad a lot.
2: Actually, that's uh, Alan's brother.
19: Yeah. Oh, his brother. Okay. <laughs> I, if, if he's your brother, he's even better. <laughs> <laughs> he's got me Little by about three years. <laughs>
2: Well, he yeah, I told you when I was uh, when I got you on the phone. I, um, Mike texted me yesterday and he sent me a great picture of you and he together back back when you drove for Junior and uh, and he said just make sure uh, Daryl tells the truth because I'll be listening. So I hope you did.
19: Well, I'm, I guess I better hang up then. If that's the case, <laughs> yeah i i have a t- I have a tendency to embellish stories a little bit, but uh, part of most most of it's true. Part of it might be a little embellished, but most of it's true
2: no i think it was all pretty much facts from what i heard but uh I, yeah uh, you uh man it's so great to have you uh, take time out of your day what what's daryl do every day now do you make a lot of personal appearances or whatever for the hall of fame or who, are you a gentleman farmer what what are you doing
19: yeah i'm at the lake i'm up at center hill lake i have a, a house up here and um, steve and i are spending a weekend up here and i'm sitting here looking at the water right. and and it's uh, 50 degrees, a little windy today. But uh, I play a little golf. If somebody calls in something that appeals to me, I might do it. But I, you know, I'm at a point where I can say no, and it doesn't offend anybody, and I like that. So I got my car dealerships I, uh, that I you know look, oversee, and um, I, I'm busy, but but kind of at, at a pace that I enjoy. Well, please,
2: Daryl, keep saying yes to Greg when he calls you for our show. <laughs>
19: Oh, yeah. You, you, you say, have to you you have to say yes to Greg because he won't leave you alone till you do. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: but um, me and Daryl were talking about it. I think about two years ago, and we were talking about Martinsville. And I said, Daryl, and these these guys out there running around. I said, you know, you could get out there and run right there with them. He said, you know, I think about that a lot, and I probably could, but I couldn't go the duration.
19: <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's no
18: words.
4: have been fast for a while.
19: Yeah, but. those 500 lap races will get you, man. 500 laps at Bristol, 500 laps at Martinsville. Uh, those are, those are. Look, you got to man up. You got to get up on the wheel, and you, you know, those last 150 laps of those races are, are man killers. They, they get to you. So, I was part of the advantage I had. Though I was a little bit younger than some of the guys I was racing with. I was a little bit better shape, and I was always able to step up when it counted.
2: Well, Daryl, we appreciate you coming on, and we miss you on the broadcast. One last thing: you don't have a yen just to go out in that next gen car and take a couple of laps at the track of your choice.
19: Oh, I wouldn't mind driving it just see what it drove like, see how much how different it is. But uh, you know, I don't. I could go test, I guess. Uh, but as far as getting in a race and people around me and bumping into me and running over me, I'd probably get real upset about that. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I. but i wouldn't mind driving it just see what it drove like that'd be kind of fun daryl thank you
2: so much for coming on start your engines it's one of the highlights of the year and um i'm real proud that greg's able to get you for us and uh just stay safe my friend and uh we'll uh hopefully we can do it again next year you got it buddy oh yeah get it get us out of here (laughs) i told daryl i told daryl See, I'm 70, so I'm slipping myself. I told Daryl, I said, well, if I ask you to get us out of here, will you boogity, 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 and I'm sitting here and I forgot it. So uh,
19: It's all right. I got you covered, buddy.
2: You got me covered. Thank you, Daryl. I appreciate it. We all do. All right. all right, guys.
19: Talk to you later.
2: All right. What a dope I am. <laughs> Is that I, not a
4: nice guy?
2: He's the best. I mean, I, I really had a problem with him when he drove, but uh, I, he's maybe the guest, best guest we have all year
1: yes
2: he is and uh i don't, you don't even look old enough to be mike's father do you know Dar- uh, mike's my daddy <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> you know our, our daryl the engine builder
4: is actually six months older than daryl father the driver
2: yeah daryl was born uh i don't know if it's six months daryl your brother was born in 46 right November 4th. All right, Daryl was, was
4: born
2: b- January. Daryl was born February 5th, 1947. So it's more like three months. But well, we need to take a break here and come back and uh, wrap up the show with uh, some results and some TV. What we're going to see today, and God, uh, yeah, what a great interview! Best interview, I, the best every year. But we got to take a break. We'll come back. This is Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg.
0: Big selection, all great, better deals. Come and get it at Impex Pre-Owned on Asheville Highway. No payment for forty-five or even the first ninety days at Impex Pre-Owned. Come check out the best selection of pre-owned vehicles and test drive your next ride today. Ask about our first-time buyers program. Hurry on over to Impex Pre-Owned, eighty-nine eighty-nine Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs. We can get you driving, no
8: matter what. There's something special happening year-round in the city of Spartanburg, including
12: a variety of seasonal events and festivals. Downtown Spartanburg offers several great options for retail shopping, as well as a great selection of restaurants and bars where you can have the fish and chips at Delaney's Irish Pub, you can try something off the new menu at RJ Rockers, or even catch a game with friends at Main Street Pub. If you're looking for something family-friendly, check out the Music Trail or the Sparkle City Mini Putt, which is always free to play. For more information on upcoming events, check out the city's Facebook page, The City of Spartanburg. Always doing.
9: Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals,
10: banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864 583
2: and welcome back to start your engines on fox sports spartanburg let's do some results first of all lanny i gotta come see you after the show because with everything going on and uh Me being uh, on the verge of senile here, I forgot to hit record again, so we'll bring you the flash drive over so you can put it on there. And we appreciate everything Lanny does. He maintains the Budmore Engineering website. He does our podcast, which I had to listen to last night to get the point standing straight. You know what happened was, for Fontana, you put 18 down for two different people. But you needed to put 19 for Ronnie. But I didn't know that until I went back and listened to us do our picks. That was the week of the Wendell Scott show. So, uh, anyway, it's all straightened out with our new point standings. Excuse me. um, Rev limiter hit me there. But let's talk about the cup race last week, which uh, finished off three fantastic races uh, on Sunday. Every one of them was just as good as they could be. William Byron was the winner. Ross Chastain was second. Uh, Kurt Busch, as Deb mentioned, came from way back to finish third. Fourth was Daniel Suarez, who was really running uh, well. So that was second and fourth for Trackhouse Racing. And uh, that's just, what Pitbull owns that car. And and uh, that other guy, I can't think of his name right off. Somebody said it just now. But Corey LeJoy was fifth from 33rd, his best finish ever. Uh, Chase Elliott was sixth. Chris Boucher, seventh. Martin Truex went from 26th to 8th. Ninth was Joey Logano, and tenth was Alex Bowman. Um, Some others on down the line. Well, Twelfth was Brad Keselowski, and they hammered him for uh, some violations several days later. Uh, Bubba Wallace was thirteenth. There was, uh, of course, a huge crash as they came to the finish line, and they really had to sort things out. Uh, Second place was originally given to Christopher Bell, but on the last lap, he ducked below the white line on the back stretch, and they said, "Not so fast, my friend." And they backed him all the way up to was that say there under the staple a staple course right on top of what I need to read. They put him all the way back to twenty third. So uh, that was a big penalty for Christopher Bell, but a lesson learned, I'm sure. So uh, Kyle Larson had a bad race. He was thirtieth. And Daytona winner, Austin Cendrick. they were in crashes. Kyle Busch was all over the track. I think he wrecked multiple times. And uh, Noah Craxton started it all off on the 23rd lap with a hard hit into the first turn wall. So uh, the point standings after Atlanta, uh, Chase Briscoe is leading the standings. He's got one win. Second is William Byron. Third is Alex Bowman. Fourth, Kyle Larson. Fifth, Austin Cendrick. Sixth, Chase Elliott. Seventh, Joey Logano. Uh, Chase Elliott is the first one in sixth place that hasn't won a race yet. None of the rest of these guys have. Uh, Logano is seventh. Kurt Busch, eighth. Brian Blaney, ninth. Eric Almirola, tenth. Martin Truex, eleventh. Ross Chastain, twelfth. Kyle Busch, thirteenth. Kevin Hervick, fourteenth. Daniel Suarez, fifteenth. And Tyler Reddick, who is finding himself out up front just about every week, is sixteenth. Well, let's go to Xfinity. We haven't even touched on it today, but uh, a miserable day for Jeremy. He, uh, oh, let me go back to Cup for a second. The next race, of course, will be tomorrow. That's the Echo Park Automotive Texas Grand Prix at 3.30 on Fox, and that's from COTA, the Circuit of the Americas. And if you can remember that race last year, they needed submarines. That was about like that race uh, a couple of years ago on the road course at Charlotte. And if you remember, it was raining so hard. Wasn't it Truex that ran up the back of somebody and just exploded? Yeah. I mean, it was uh, unreasonable They showed the in-car camera, and you couldn't see anything. No, and he just plowed into the back yeah. of somebody. I don't remember who it was. Yeah. Yeah. Slide those billboards over a little bit because they got plenty of them up there. they just in the wrong position. You know, they got the same problem. Well, not the same problem because it's, well, sort of. What I'm thinking about is going down the backstretch at Darlington late in the race. It's, uh, they have the same problem in September. And, and they are lining up for pits to come into pits there. But anyway, going back to Xfinity, miserable race for, uh, for uh, Jeremy Clements. He got caught up in another crash and it was very early on on the back stretch, and um, it was on lap 107. He, he wasn't running particularly well, but after he tore his car up on another wreck that he had nothing to do with, he, uh, he certainly uh, got stuck with another miserable finish, which was uh, 37th. So that's two thirty seventh um, so far this year. He was 37th in Daytona. And now he was 37th last week at Atlanta, and that's not going to get it done. Um, But the race winner was Ty Gibbs. Second was Austin Hill. Third, A.J. Allmendinger. Fourth, Riley Herbst. Fifth, Landon Castle. Sixth, Mason Massey. Who's a new one on me. Uh, Seventh, Brandon Jones. Eighth, Kyle Weatherman. Ninth, Sheldon Creed. And tenth, Ryan Siege. You had a comment about uh, Ty Gibbs. Yep. He's, uh, looks like he belongs in junior high school and they flash his picture up there, but he's coming around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So your point standings after, let me go over here, because the top 20 no longer includes Jeremy Clements. Uh, unfortunately, Noah Craxton is the points leader right now. Ty Gibbs is second. A.J. Almondinger third. Justin Allgaier fourth. Josh Berry is fifth. Brandon Jones sixth. Daniel Hemrick is seventh. Austin Hill eighth. Riley Herbst ninth. And Ryan Siege tenth. You got to go all the way down to twenty third to find Jeremy Clements. Uh, I mean, it's uh, we got to start picking it up a little bit. He knows that. I don't don't have to. He doesn't need to be told. Um, He is only four points out of twenty second, and he's six points out of twenty first, and he looks like he's about forty, about twenty three points out of. uh, 20th, uh, yeah, 20th. So, I mean, he just needs to start finishing good. He's good on road courses. Uh, however, the qualifying is in from the Circuit of the Americas. They did this yesterday, and this is for the second annual Pit Boss 250, which will be run today. The poll is Ty Gibbs. Outside is Ross Chastain. Row two is Cole Custer and A.J. Allmendinger. Row three was Alex Labby. I think it's LeBay. He was very, very excited to to qualify fifth. That's probably the best he's ever done. Sheldon Creed qualified sixth. Preston Partis seventh. Austin Hill eighth. Justin Allgaier ninth, and Sam Mayer tenth. Parker Klingerman, who's usually on pit road with a microphone, is um, starting eleventh. A good start for him. The point leader Noah Cragson is twelfth, right outside of him. Looking on down the line here, Bubba Wallace is in this race. He's in the eighteen car for Gibbs. So uh, Joe Gibbs let, letting him have some good seat time. We have a uh, gentleman here. I'm not, I've heard of him, and he's driving a, a number seven, I'm sorry, a number 88 car, a pretty car, Miguel Paluto, who, um, not sure what his nationality is. It may be Brazilian. I don't think it's Mexican, but it may be. Anyway, he's driving a junior motorsports car. He qualified 17th. Uh, you go Sage Karam, an Indy driver, is starting 24th. And on the 13th row is Josh Berry, who usually runs up front in a Junior Motorsports car. And outside of him is Jeremy Clements. So Jeremy's starting back in 26th. He's got a long way to go, and uh, you know it's a road course, and hopefully his uh, road course talents will come out and get him a good finish. Because man, he needs it real bad. The trucks also run, oh, by the way, they run uh, today at uh, Coda, the Xfinity cars at 4.30 on FS1. The trucks run at 1 o'clock today on FS1 in the Xpel 225. They, uh, they ran last Saturday at Atlanta, and Corey Heim driving for uh, Kyle Busch was the winner. Second was Ben Rhodes, third Ty Majeski, fourth Chandler Smith fifth, Zane Smith, sixth, Stuart Friesen, seventh was Tanner Gray, I'm sorry, Ryan Priest. eighth was Tanner Gray, ninth, Derek Krause, and tenth, Wayne Austin Wayne Self. Uh, looking on down the line, I don't see anything that really jumps out at me. The uh, Matt D. Benedetto was 30th. He uh, was the last truck running. Pretty miserable day for him. The point standings for the trucks... Chandler Smith is leading uh, Tanner Gray by 13 points. Third is Ty Majesky. He's showing up in a couple of point standings. Um, uh, fourth is Stuart Friesen. Fifth, Ben Rhodes. Sixth, Christian Eckes. Seventh, Austin Wayne Self. Eighth, John Hunter Nemechek. Ninth, Zane Smith. And tenth, Matt Crafton. I'm going to go one more. And 11th, just so I can say Carson Hostsavar. Um They will run... Hold it! They qualified yesterday, right before Xfinity, and Sheldon Creed is on the pole. Zane Smith is second. Alex Bowman is in this, ra- is in this race. He qualified third for Hendrick. Hendrick doesn't usually run a truck. He used to run one every week, but uh, he's running one today. Parker Klingerman is fourth. Kyle Busch is fifth. Carson Hocevar is sixth. Stuart Friesen starts seventh. Christian Eckes eighth. Taylor Gray, 9th, and Tyler Ankrum 10th. Looking on down here if I see any casgrallas in this race starting 18th. Um, and that's about it. The points for the trucks, uh, well, I just did the points. So they raced today, as I said, at 1 p.m. on FS1. So let's take a break, come back for our final segment. You're listening to Start Your Endings on Fox Sports Spartanburg.
15: Low prices, big selection, quality customer service. That's Nissan of Greer. Get big savings on over 300 new Nissans. Shop our large selection of used vehicles, including Nissan Certified Pre-Owned. Plus, we're the place for commercial fleets, for expert service. And if you need credit, come and get it. Ask about military, college grad, and mobility assist savings, too. Hurry to Nissan of Greer today. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer
10: service. Call 864-479-1197 for more details.
18: at janny your goals are our priority when you work with janny it's about going beyond investing it's about connecting your life and finances when it comes to managing your wealth you probably have plenty of questions and more than a little uncertainty what you need is a plan built to connect your goals to your wealth Financial advisor Trent Lancaster is here for you. Trent can build a tailored financial plan and make recommendations that are aligned with your best interests based on your unique needs, goals, and preferences. Conveniently located in the Spartanburg office, Trent can discuss how he can help you connect your life and finances. Contact him by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Jenny Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC.
13: River Falls Plantation, a Gary Player signature course, is open to the public. Membership opportunities are available, though, including family, corporate, and individual memberships. They offer a discounted membership for seniors over 60 and juniors under 30. But you heard me right. You don't have to be a member to play at the beautiful course at River Falls. Don't have time for a full 18? Why not nine for just $25 every Monday through Friday? Schedule your tee time today by calling 433-9192 or go online to riverfallsgolf.com.
0: Spartanburg's radio home for Gamecock football. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSPG Spartanburg.
16: McDonald's is hiring right now. Get more than just a job. Start building your future today. Working at McDonald's, you'll get paid time off, health care benefits, free employee meals, competitive wages, and a flexible schedule. Apply today at McDonald's.com slash made. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's and McDonald's independently owned and operated franchises are equal opportunity employers committed to a diverse and inclusive workforce. Most McDonald's restaurants are operated by franchisees who are independent employers and set their own employment policies and practices for their employees. The benefits described here are available at McDonald's-owned restaurants and participating franchisees.
2: And welcome back to start your engine start me up aj and greg you got a something there you want to say well w- what we were talking about we've got uh
4: uh ryan delaney and uh, trent lankster uh owner and sponsor and along with some other people are actually at austin to see the race and walk around for things so wish you all them well because they get to see things firsthand and uh, uh it's such a great deal, so hands off for them going all the trouble to go out there, so they seeing it live, I think that's neat.
2: Well, I think it's neat that uh I mean Ryan is a sponsor on the car, of course Ryan Delaney that owns this radio station and it's got Fox all over it and we've talked and we'll talk further in a few weeks about the Budmore tribute car for Darlington and, and uh, Jeremy Clemens, but I tell you what they are supporting the heck out of that team and uh and traveling to do it. So um uh, that's great and we appreciate it. Let's touch on Indy here and Alan, I was worried about Jimmy Johnson at Texas. And I tell you what, it's like somebody woke him up about a hundred laps to go in that race and he was passing them pretty much as soon as he could get to him. He got as high as fifth and this was not under the caution, but he ended up sixth and uh he got out of that car he was so happy and he said let's go to indy
1: well i think he spent a lot of time over the winter time in that simulator and you know simulating time and uh
2: it'd give you a little bit of advantage but he it was just such you know i was worried about him handling the speeds at texas because they were running 220 something miles an hour 223 i mean uh But he handled it real good.
1: Well, once you get above that 120, it's all all fast.
2: Well, you know, at one time they were going so fast at Texas that uh, um, they were getting dizzy. They were getting out of the car. And uh, this was several years ago, but it it was kind of dangerous. But I guess uh, they got that under control now well you watch
1: your formula one drivers they have a coach that drops balls and they got to catch them balls whenever just as they drop them <laughs> as they come in by uh-huh. and they asked one. he said it's between my brain my hands and my eyes coordination and, you know, and whenever you're going that fast you got your eyes telling
2: your brain and you got your hands got to work it so uh it's, he, it's pretty quick if you read smokey Unix biography he had and i got one sitting on my desk in my office of a a can of nuts and you take the top of it off and a snake jumps out. Yep. That's what Smokey Eunuch used to test his driver's quickness. And he said Paul Goldsmith's the only one that ever grabbed a snake when it went by. So uh <laughs> uh that's uh yeah, they do different things to to uh check their coordination and uh that's the way they did it in the fifties. But it was I'm telling you, this was the second race of the day. And it came on at noon and it was fantastic. I mean, the finish was uh point oh six seven seconds at sixty seven thousandth of a second and that was uh um, that's close. It was right up practically up to uh where his door should be if it was a stock car. But Joseph Newgarden won the race and was nowhere to I mean, I wouldn't say he was nowhere to be found, but going down the back stretch, they were catching slower cars and he didn't have a prayer. And coming <laughs> off the fourth turn, his prayer got answered when uh uh, Scott McLaughlin had to slow up a little bit in Penske's car, and his teammate, he said he hated to do it to him, but Newgarten went screaming by him and won the race. And um, an incredibly exciting finish because they all crossed the line together with all these cars they were lapping. So it was it was a great race. Several hard crashes. Nobody got scratched. Um, third was Marcus Eris, Erickson and uh, Ronnie, the Husky chocolate car. Third was a uh, fourth was Will Power and the other Penske car. So Penske was, Penske was first, second and fourth. And Chip Ganassi was third, fifth, sixth and seventh. So uh, sort of dominated it there. Uh, Will Power was fourth. Scott Dixon was fifth. Jimmy Johnson got edged out by Scott Dixon right there at the line, but just ran a fantastic race. He ran a great race. And came from 18th to win it, I mean, to finish sixth. Alex Pelou, the defending point champion, was seventh. Simon Pagino, eighth. Santino Ferrucci um, got hired by Ray Hall Letterman when, uh, I should have written this down, but their main driver got injured in practice, so Santino jumped in there and uh, did a fine job finishing ninth. And tenth is Renus VK. The car of J.R. Hildebrand was A.J. Foyt's car normally driven this year by Tatiana Calderon. I'd mentioned last week that they weren't going to let her run this race because of her experience. So uh, J.R. Hildebrand, who is probably most noted for uh, crashing on the fourth turn of the last lap at Indianapolis 500 that he had in his hip pocket, I think that was about 2011, is, uh, is still around, and he got the call up from Foyt to drive uh, that particular race. Foyt's other car was driven by a rookie who was doing a great job. His name is Kyle Kirkwood, and he's driving the main AJ Foyt car, which is always number fourteen. And um, he was doing real good until he got a little out of little out of shape and caused a big crash and uh, took out uh, not not only himself but uh, Helio Castroneves and. Um, a couple of others, uh, Graham Rahal. So, uh, anyway, it was a great race, a fantastically exciting finish. And here is the points as of right now. Scott McLaughlin is the point leader. He's got a 28-point uh, lead over Will Power in second. Alex Blue is third. Joseph Newgarden is up to fourth. Marcus Erickson, fifth. Scott Dixon, sixth. Renas VK is seventh. Colton Hare um, is tied with him for seventh. Ninth, Simon Pagino, and 10th is Jimmy Johnson in the points, tied with Roman Grosjean. They will race next on the uh, streets of Long Beach, and that will be on April the 10th in the Acura Grand Prix of Long Beach, one of the oldest uh, races on the circuit, and it may be only second to the Indianapolis 500, which has been around over 100 years, but uh, Long Beach goes way back. So, uh, well, it looks like Jimmy Johnson may be starting to get the hang of this on an oval this is the best by yeah. far he's ever done and it's on what he's you know on an oval of course it was pointed out he won in a stock car i think seven or eight times at, at, right. at texas and uh going from the
3: stock cars to the indy cars i mean it, if you ever watch the in-car cameras on the races uh nascar races the drivers whip sewing the steering wheel back and forth mm-hmm but if you've ever even driven a a go kart, you barely touch the steering wheel and it flies across the track. Yeah. Yeah. It so it's
2: it's I'm sure it's there's a pretty steep learning curve. There you go, it is very much. And the first race of last Sunday was equally as exciting, extremely it was almost inspirational as Ferrari, who hasn't won in forty seven races, uh going back to, to like two thousand seventeen. Finished first and second with Charles Leclerc winning, his teammate Carlos Sainz second, and man, was that a happy bunch. They were jumping up and down, especially uh, happy, even though it wasn't his car, was uh, Lewis Hamilton. I think he, was, he finished third, and he was glad to see it himself. So uh, Leclerc was first, Sainz second, Hamilton third. George Russell, who was uh, driving a team car to uh, Lewis Hamilton for Mercedes, uh, was fourth. Kevin Magnuson, this is great, driving the Haas Grand Prix car, which, uh, you know, we haven't had, they've never even been out of the last few positions unless there was a big crash. He was up there battling for spots, and he took that, since they fired all the Russians, they got rid of the <laughs> Russian sponsor, they changed the color of the car, got rid of that lousy Russian driver they had, and the other one. Now, and, that,
3: that, that driver was the son of the owner, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, and he was a, a dork.
2: Yeah, I mean, he had made some really, really offensive comments mm-hmm. in his past and, and before he got this job. And he, Some
3: really offensive driving, too.
2: He sucked. Yeah. So, anyway, Kevin Magnuson, who has had a lot of experience in, uh, I think he might have even driven for Mike Hill's team at one time. I know he's been around that, that uh, Daytona prototype, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he drives that car now, and he w- went from 7th to 5th. He started well, and he finished well and that's the Ferrari, and Haas is supposed to be coming out with their own car, I think, in 2023, but right now they buy Ferraris and change the paint job, and he did very, very well. And, in fact, his teammate, Nick Schumacher, whose father's the great Michael Schumacher, who uh, won seven Formula One championships uh, and, uh, and is tied with uh, Lewis Hamilton in that category, he had a good race but sort of faded late and finished 11th, but even the 11th was better than the other pair ever did. So uh, Nick Schumacher and the other Haas F1 car did very well. Going back uh, to 6th place was Valtteri Bottas. 7th, Esteban Ocon, 8th, Yuki Tashimoto. ninth was Fernando Alonso. And 10th, boy, they're hitting me with some ringers here, Guan Yu Zhu, Z-H-O-U. The uh, Red Bulls that won the championship last year were looking real good. Uh, they weren't going to beat the Ferraris. They weren't going to beat Leclerc anyway. But they were looking good until uh, late in the race when uh, uh, Max Verstappen, the defending champion, had an electrical problem and have, had to pull over. Just it just died on him, just like somebody unplugged it. And his teammate, Sergio Perez, with uh, just a, like a lap to go, uh, spun out. So they ended up uh, back in 18th and 19th positions. Formula One point standings: Charles Leclerc is first, second is Carlos Sainz. Those are Ferraris. Third, Lewis Hamilton. Fourth, George Russell. Fifth, Kevin Magnussen. Sixth, Valteri Bottas. Seventh is uh, Ocon. And uh, that's as far as we need to go because we're running out of time, and I got to get to the 24, the 12 hours of Sebring, which was the day before. Um, ended that night, a 10-hour race. And uh, the wheeling engineering car got a podium. I think they were a little disappointed. I have some texting I did with Mike Hill. But Tristan Nunez, Pipo Durrani, and Mike Conway finished third, led a lot. And, uh, uh, you know, if anytime you're on the podium, it's a whole lot better than uh, the alternative. The winner was uh, the Cadillac Racing Team of uh, Ganassi with uh, Earl Bamber, Alex Lynn, and Neil Johnny. Second was Tristan Vautier, Loic Dav. Duval and Richard Westbrook of uh the Mustang Sampling Car, looking at the point standings there real quick, and look at this. I pointed I, I printed every category. It's like eleven, <laughs> eleven pages. Uh Tristan Vautier, Richard Westbrook, and Duval are leading the points. We go all the way down to eleventh, twelfth, and thirteenth, which is really actually like uh, fourth place in the standings. With uh, Pipo Durrani, Mike Conway, and Tristan Nunez, and they're forty points out of the lead, and uh, we, uh, well, Greg, I'm in the middle of a show. I can't just stop and take a call all the time. I want. I got to get to this stuff. I got two minutes uh, on TV today. Is uh, NASCAR qualifying is uh, well, it's getting ready to end. So uh, the Camping World Series race is at one o'clock. Formula One, qualify, and that's on uh, FS1. Camping World Series is uh, on at 1 o'clock to 3.30, and that's on FS1. Formula One qualifying is on ESPN2 at 12.55 today. And the Xfinity race is at 4.30 from COTA, uh, and that's on FS1. Tomorrow, the Formula One race is uh, at 12.55. That's almost 1 o'clock. That's a late start from Saudi Arabia with uh on espn and fox has the cup race at 330 and uh i got it all in with a minute to spare i don't know who's calling this late but they got to give me more time i mean (laughs) i got things i got to do and i can't answer with uh with two minutes to go so alan things going on tonight got a lot of racing going on up at harris speedway
1: Got uh, a lot of racing going on over at Cherokee Speedway. Like I said, the boys that didn't make the field up here at Bristol are going to be headed back down here to Cherokee for $20,000 to win. So uh, a lot of good local racing. Get out here and support these local racetracks because if
3: you don't, they'll go away. Ronnie, great to see you back. Uh, oh, It's great to be back. I'm, I'm feeling a whole lot stronger. You look better.
2: I, I feel a lot better okay well i'm ready for lunch
3: (laughs) i know i'm feeling well you
2: went last weekend greg stepped out in the hallway but it's real good to have greg back and uh he's missed about not quite as many weeks as you did but greg did a great job getting this Daryl walter and that was uh that was outstanding so uh support your local tracks it's going to be kind of chilly out there tonight so make sure you, you you wear some uh some warm clothes and take a thermos with something uh that you enjoyed uh help you warm up and i tell you what this uh wasn't a perfect show i know that i've been told not to mention that before but uh it was uh kind of a problem with i don't know our headphones went out i don't know what we can do about that but i'm sure somebody will fix it before next week anyway we appreciate everybody listening and uh natalie get our tables ready i think we're all coming and the rest of you keep it between the pages.
0: The Blue Hose play here. Listen to Presbyterian College Athletics. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSBG Spartanburg. We are Fox And here's what you need to know.
17: NFL media reports that Kansas City Chiefs are planning to sign former Tampa Bay Buccaneers running back.